Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, ladies and gentlemen. How are we all feeling out there? Um, how's things? How are you keeping? I need to fucking. That's what I need. Is I need a fucking like opening line, don't I? I need. I could do it like a fucking like what the fuck? That's what comes on YouTube. Have do people have their own podcasts? I don't know. Comes on YouTube. I will have like something. What's what? What's Jack's Black one? Jack Black just goes, what's Jablin' Jables? Um, I need something like that, don't I? Because uh, I keep just saying fucking hello in different languages and shit. Keep saying, I've said Guten Tag about three times, haven't I? <laughs> Shout out to anyone in, in Germany who might be listening or who, understand, who, who presses play for a second and goes, Ah, he says Guten Tag, yeah, he must be German. Nah, 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 from Limerick. <laughs> Um, speaking of which okay a couple of things it's fucking roasting in the the room where I'm recording this tonight it's just the rad's been on for fucking hours and this room is fair warm so I have the window cracked so you're you're hearing that now you're hearing like fucking I live like right beside a main road so there's just cars going over and back the whole time Um, hopefully it's not bothering you Hopefully it's like providing some sort of like weird like ASMR type thing. Hopefully, but it probably fucking isn't. It's probably wrecking your tits. I apologize about that. Um, if not, it might be anything. And also, my brother is playing accordion downstairs, so you'll hear him in random random intervals. <laughs> Just every now and again. Hang on, hang on. I'll turn up the gain. We'll be really quiet for a second, and I'll turn up the gain, and we'll see if we can hear my brother playing accordion. Hang on a second. Hang on. Cheer. <laughs> Jim, Jim, down there. It's very fucking. It's hard to hear. I'll close the window for for a second, right? Alright, hang on. I'm gonna drop the gain a second now. It's gonna start hissing really badly, so it's on standby. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Um. All right. So how are you keeping? Um. A couple of things for as well before we start. Uh. One thing I I remember I realized there during the week. I've not been um I've not been reminding people to tell her tell a friend about this podcast. I did that for the first like three weeks and I just kept forgetting to do it. Um so if you're listening to this and uh, you're enjoying it and you have a if you have a if you have a buddy you think might might enjoy this as well, just let them know. Just say here there's this fucking podcast called Listen to because it's a fairly uh I, I'm, I'm pretty I'm I'm sure. It's not a shock to anybody. This is a fairly, sm- I'm a fairly small little podcast here, right? I've not got a fucking, uh, I've I've not quite reached a point of global success, and uh, I don't really have much ambition of doing so. I just got a small thing going here in this little corner on the internet, and uh, I just talk about what I want to talk about. And if people want to listen, nice one. If they don't, I don't care, right? So if you've got a friend you think might like it, just let them know where I am. Just say here. There's this lad out, uh, lad out there in Limerick, and uh, he's doing fairly well for himself. Give it a listen; you might like it. And if you're listening now and you don't like it, if you if you listen to a bit of this and you go, Do you know what, this podcast isn't for me, and you say, Do you know what, fuck it, I don't want to listen to this. Uh, that's fine. Just stop listening. That's fine. That's fine. I don't I don't mind. Um, if you have a podcast, I don't listen to yours, so it's it's no hard feelings. <laughs> um, this is just for I just talk about what I want to talk about, and if people want to listen, great. So I have no real ambition of doing otherwise other than what I want to talk about. So if you like it, please tell a friend about it. I'll tell a few friends. All right, all right. Let's just <laughs> let's. Uh, well, I'll I'll be I'll be a bit cheeky. And ask, uh, just tell a couple of your friends. Just say, here, lads, I don't know if you like this or not. And just send them my way and see what they say. Um, thanks very much. Love you all. Um, I reckon I might be what I might have uh, been. I definitely got, if you're, <laughs> if you've been, if you're a member of the CIA and you're monitoring this because you hear, like he's spouting about JFK on here. And you're listening to this, just watch and see if I'm a, see if I'm a, if I'm a person of, of influence. Uh, and you're a if you're a CIA agent 
listen to this going here this fella's talking about Lee Harvey Oswald now nah, after alone we'll fucking see what he has to say uh, if you're that CIA agent you're coming here for that but then you end up staying because you're like going wow maybe he's right about Martin Scorsese I want you Mr. CIA agent to go tell your buddies about it right <laughs> tell all the CIA boys about it tell all <laughs> go home tell your fucking CIA family tell them, even though it's top secret uh, let them know right Um, what have I been doing? A quick update in my life before I get into what the content of the podcast. Uh, um, what have I been doing? Um, I'm I've got I've been flat out with college at the moment. I've got a rake load of assignments due this week, most of which are finished and almost submitted, and I'm going to be off for two weeks next week for Easter. Um, thank thank Christ. Uh, no, not, not not Christ. I give out about religion too much here for me to be saying thank Christ. Um, hooray. <laughs> um, I'm going to be out for two weeks. Which means I'm going to be... I'm going to spend the two weeks doing a few things. And I'm going to be doing some work on this podcast. Um, so um, you could probably expect another sketch episode in the next... In the next... Uh, not in the next two weeks, but in the, I'd say in the next month or so, I'll have another, I might have, I'll, I'll, I'll aim to have another sketch episode up free, because um, I was getting some, I was getting some good feedback from that. I enjoyed that. Now I enjoy people. Tell, to, I've had a few people say that they enjoyed the the, the, the sketch one. Uh, some people probably didn't like it at all. It's not for everyone, but uh, I absolutely love making that, and uh, so I'll, I'll definitely make it a fucking other one for you. Really not for everyone, though, is it? Nah, it's just a bit fucked up. Mm, bit like myself. <laughs> All right. So yeah, um, yeah, I've got, yeah, I've um, I've been kind of uh, doing some proper research for uh, for next week's podcast. It might be the week after. I'm not sure, but I'm doing some like proper like primary research, where I've been actually like asking questions to my friends getting opinions and getting some polls getting some general ideas as like as like as like research because that's how we fucking do <laughs> that's how we fucking do out here man right yeah yeah it's turned to proper journalism now turned to proper journalism now so uh, get ready imagine I had real points Alright, anyway. Alright, so without further ado, we're going to get into what this episode is about. Um, what I want to do is I want to make this like a recurring... Um, I want to turn this into like a recurring episode uh, type thing. Um, what I want to do is um, I'm going to call it Dissecting an Album. The reason I want to start doing this as a thing is because... People my age, or just people in general, man. Not a lot of people listen to albums, uh, which is a bit of a shame. I don't listen to much albums either. Like so I'm not saying, but it's a bit of a shame. And people don't fucking the way music used to be consumed was through albums. Like do you know what I mean? The people used to sit down and listen to an album, start to finish, an album, two sides because it was on a record, two sides, listen to the album. Um. Then CD kind of came along, and it was easier to skip songs you didn't like. Um, and then fucking, obviously, uh, the internet came, and then you could just do whatever fucking song you wanted. But, outside of the radio, you listen to tunes on the radio, and the way it used to work was, a band would make an album, and that was the thing. That was what they were working towards. It wasn't individual songs. It was the album. They do an album every two or three years. Um, and in the run up to the release of the album. They'd release. Two. Around two to like. Four singles. In the run up to the album being released. And then they'd release the album. Now that. No. Nothing said that. More, uh, most artists and bands still do that to this day. Right. Fair enough. But it was the. It was, but the album was the main thing. It wasn't just like, oh yeah, they they released 
released a few songs, and now they've released a load of songs. I've heard a few people say that before. Oh man, he's after releasing a load of new songs. I'm like, that's the album. Yeah, it's a load of songs. I'm like, oh no, the album is the album. You know, the album is one solid piece, like a film. You know what I mean? An album is, and originally anyway, albums were listened to as one solid long piece, like you would a film. You sit down and you listen to the whole album from start to finish. And and again, like I say, I don't listen to enough albums as I fucking, as I fucking like to, but some people just don't listen to full albums. It's just not a thing that's done. So I want to start doing this as a thing. I want to start dissecting an album. That's what I'm going to call it. Dissecting an album. Um, albums, I think, are good as albums. Um, I'm going to have a look at some albums that I would consider to be perfect albums. In my own opinion, because music is very subjective, right? So, in my own opinion, I'm going to look at. I'm going to try my best to look at some albums that I would consider to be, uh, in quotes, perfect albums. Um, so the album I want to talk about first on the first ever episode, right? This is history as well because this is going to hit the fucking big time. On the first ever episode of dissecting an album, I'm going to do "Surfer Rosa" by the Pixies. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're going to do Surfer Rosa by the Pixies. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, you've probably heard me talk about the Pixies. Have I spoken about the Pixies? I'd say I've definitely mentioned them. Um, but you know for a fact I'm a fan of... I'm a fan of punk rock, and I'm a fan of grunge, and I'm a fan of... Most things rock. Most things. Uh, that's another thing I could do. I could get into the fucking genres I hate. <laughs> Like fucking pop punk and fucking all this kind of shit, but um, yeah, you, you know I'm a fan of punk rock and grunge, like Nirvana, for example, are my favorite band ever. So you know that from listening to this podcast, right? The thing about Nirvana that you'll often hear about certain things. If you sit down and watch a documentary about Kurt Cobain, um, I'd say I've definitely mentioned this before, um you'll they'll say something along the lines of like what Kurt Cobain was doing was kind of revolutionary and was essentially a lot of times they give the impression that he kind of invented a certain type of music that the music they were doing he kind of did it he was like the first or he was somewhat or even the idea that he like perfected it or something and it's in recent years I'm really saying that that's not necessarily actually true. Now, I'm not I'm not bashing him. I'm not saying it's bad. He's my favorite band of all time. Absolute genius. But there's many bands that came before him that he was majorly borrowing from. And the Pixies are, I would argue, probably the biggest influence on Nirvana. Now he he talks he does talk about him and he has referenced him as a major influence, but he doesn't talk about him enough. And I reckon that they're a major influence on him. Um, quick bit of evidence on that. If you listen to Nirvana's first album, Bleach, came out in 1988. Nirvana's first album, Bleach, great album, but is a very is a much more heavy album. It's a lot heavier than what what they would have released later on. Famously, Nirvana is famous for I've mentioned this before mixing the kind of fast paced of punk. With the, with some sort of with um, with more like with the aesthetics of and melodies of like sixties pop groups like the Beatles and the Beach Boys, that's what they would have done. So a song, for example, um, if you if you want to get a good example of this, a good song is a, a song "Drain You." I think is a really good example of it's like it's got this very simple. It's like almost you can imagine if you took out the heavy electric guitars took out the screaming took out everything and just stripped it down did it acoustically and added and added like a fucking added some nice like piano or something it could easily be sung by the by by the beach boys or the beatles or someone like that um but it's taking that sort of um melody and mixing it with this loud of of punk um, that's what Nirvana are famous for. But if you listen to their first album, Bleach, 
it's a lot less melodic. There's a lot less melody going on. There's a lot less... Um, there's less songs you could strip down and play acoustically and with sound and with sound right sung by the Beatles. Say, for example, that's a good way of putting it. So songs like Drain You or something like that, on, that's on Nevermind. On Bleach, you don't have many songs that are that sort of... That have that sort of that have the melody going on. The same year that Bleach comes out, Surfer Rosa by the Pixies, the first Pixies album, the first full-length Pixies album comes out, and between the interim between Nirvana's album Bleach and their next album Nevermind, the Pixies had released four albums and broken up in that interim. There's like four years they released four albums and then they broke up. By the time. By by the time you reach that, Nirvana's music ch- changed quite a lot, and it sounds a lot more like the Pixies than it did before. And the song "Smells Like Teen Spirit," which is Nirvana's biggest song, is one of the biggest songs of all time. All the rest of it, um, Kurt Cobain said explicitly said that when he was writing that song, all he was doing was trying to copy the Pixies. And you can hear it if you listen to the when in that song in the verses, what what the Pixies are famous for in particular, and other bands had kind of done this before, like Husker Du is a band that did that before, but the Pixies in 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 particular, they are famous for developing the style known as loud, quiet, loud. That's literally what it's called, um, or is it quite loud, quiet? I'm not sure. It's what it's fucking one or the other. <laughs> so a verse would be very. So, and then the chorus would just be. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm explaining it terribly, but uh, if you think about Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana, you know that song. Everyone knows Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Think about the, the verses, it's that simple. And then the chorus is fucking big, loud. That sounds, if you listen to the song Gouge Away by the Pixies, it sounds quite a lot like Smells Like Teen Spirit. So there's a good example that the Pixies were essentially the inventors of grunge, really. I mean, there's other bands you could say, I mentioned Husker Du and stuff like that. There's a lot of bands that people say, no, 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 they these lot invented grunge. But I reckon the Pixies were the first ones um, before Nirvana. And um, and I th- I'd say that they were the first great grunge band. I don't know if you'd necessarily describe them as grunge. It's similar to what I said before, when I was speaking about punk before, I mentioned how Iggy Pop, Iggy Pop and the Stooges um, were essentially the first punk band, but aren't necessarily considered the first punk band because the term punk hadn't been invented yet. I mentioned that before. Um, very similar thing going on with the Pixies. They're essentially they were the essentially the first grunge band before grunge really was a thing. So they're not necessarily always considered a grunge band, but in all intents and purposes, that's exactly what they are. Another thing before we get into this album in particular, another fascinating thing about the Pixies is they released their first four albums. They broke up and then got back together and started releasing albums again in twenty. 14? I want to say 2014 is when they released their first album back. Um, but they released their first four albums in four years. And then they broke up. Four albums in four years. That's an album a year. And usually if a band has that kind of... If, if their entire back catalogue comes out in within months of each other, it's going to sound very similar. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be like, well, this album's exactly like their previous one. Well, with the Pixies, it's not. Every Pixies album is a new, is a very new sound. So I mentioned about how Nirvana um, were essentially doing a kind of a heavier version of 60s pop bands like the like Beach Boys and Beatles and whatnot. What Pixies were doing, I think the Pixies did that for four different genres with each of their albums. I don't know if that was intentional, but that's kind of the way I see it. So when Surfer Rosa, like I'm going to talk about today, 
they were doing it for surfer surfer rock for like surfer bands you know you hear these kind of like fucking Quentin Tarantino type music <laughs> music in Pulp Fiction that kind of thing I can't describe it other than that um, I can't think of any bands off the top of my head um, in their next album Do Little they're doing similar to what Nirvana were doing it's the kind of it's a lot more kind of popular songs songs like Here Comes Your Man and Hey songs like this kind of a much more kind of popular melodic kind of sounding along with uh, very kind of heavy riffs and uh, and and whatnot and then their next album Bossa Nova um, is a, is a sort of heavy space rock type album in the vein of something like Bowie or something like that maybe you know even like a song like The Happening is a song about aliens there's a lot of songs about aliens and UFOs the song The Happening is a song about UFOs and it's a fucking gorgeous song that is the last like minute and a half of the song The Happening by the Pixies is that's one of the best things I've ever done is that last minute and a half of that song it's just fucking incredible and then they did Trump Le Monde, which is uh, which is again a completely another a completely new sound. I think four albums that just sound totally different. Very uh, what's the word? Eclectic is, is eclectic the right word? I don't know. Is that do I sound like a twat? <laughs> um. So that's the thing that fascinates me about the Pixies is that they kind of do a new thing with every album, and they never. It, it somehow just didn't get stale, do you know, anyway. Um I don't know much about um about their stuff outside of the band. Um Kim Deal, the, the bass player, she was in a band called Breeders. Uh I've listened to a couple of their albums are quite good, but I don't know much about them really, to be honest. And I don't know much about uh, what Frank Black, the lead singer, did afterwards. I know he was in bands and stuff afterwards, but I know very little. So, um that's a bit of background on the Pixies. Um, I might go through the whole album. So the lead singer is Frank Black. Um, the bass player is Kim Deal. Uh, lead guitarist is a man called Joey Santiago. And the drummer is Dave Lovering. And the thing about the Pixies is... It's the fucking... It's, the, it's like... It's that thing that Ethan Hawke says in Boyhood. The thing that makes the Beatles great isn't isn't oh which one's your favorite john paul george or ringo it's the balance between the four of them that's what makes them great it's the fact that the way they complement each other is what makes them so great and the pixies is 100 percent the same thing the way and the song for me that that uh that, that brings you so true isn't on this album actually but it's it's the song hey it's one of their biggest songs just everything about that and there's there's a solo in the middle there's a whole kind of breakdown in the middle Wherein it starts with the little, it's, it's Dave Lovering just doing a simple thing on the on the on the drums. Kim B, Kim Deal playing a nice little bass line, and then Joey Santiago is doing this beautiful, simple, sweet little solo, and then it all kind of comes together. And I think that's what's great about him is the balance between them, and I think that's what's amazing about Pixies. So the thing about Frank Black's vocals. Is he's one of the best, and again, if you're not into this type of music, it, this is going to sound stupid to you, but he's probably the best screamer of all time. He's one of the best screamers of all time. Sorry, because there's some fucking great screamers. Kurt Cobain had a great scream, but Frank Black just had a great like. He could just fuck. There's something about the way he fucking just goes. <laughs> There's a, there's a song on Bossa Nova called Rock Music. It's just him screaming. And it's just fucking... It's fucking amazing. It's the way he can do it, man. It's got this kind of raw kind of... It's very kind of raw energy to it. It's fucking gorgeous. And, uh, yeah, I just fucking... I just love his voice. Um, so let's fucking... You know, but for, let's just jump straight into this album. Um, what makes this album great... Again, isn't individual songs, isn't kind of... Because there's a weird thing with this album is it's not necessarily about the individual songs. It It is. It does just work as one solid piece. I mean, let's take the first side because on... We'll take side A first, right? So side A is the, is the first side on the vinyl. Uh, I recently bought the vinyl, actually. It's amazing. <laughs> um, so we'll go straight into the first side. So you got Bone Machine is the first song on it. 
And again, I I wish I could play these songs as I fuck as I'm fucking talking. By the way, um, if you're listening on Spotify or something, you can like, you can uh, have a quick gawk at some of the songs while I'm as I'm talking about them. And again, if this isn't for you, this isn't for you. Uh, you know, this is uh, it's quite niche music, I'd say. So the first song, Bone Machine, straight in with just a fucking. It's just got a very it's a it's a it's a good opening. It's not like the greatest opening track of all time in an album, if I'm honest. But it's got it's it's just this kind of great opening. It's got, it's, it's got that great riff, and the lyrics in that song are fucking weird as well. When you li- like, there's a song, there's the the lyric in particular that always get that always fucking freaks me out a little bit. Is the is the line? I was talk it was I was talking to preachy preacher about a kissy kiss. He bought me a soda. He bought me a soda and tried to molest me in the parking lot. It was in 1988. It's a fucking wild lyric. <laughs> And it's got, and that, uh, again, it's like one of these first things about, it's one of the big things about, particularly in this album, there's a strong sense of humour across the whole thing. From start to finish, there's a, there's a strong feeling of, um, of sort of playfulness, I think, about it, about just the whole thing. It just, it just feels like, and again, it adds to that whole feeling of a load of, a load of people in their 20s in their fucking garage just playing this music, you know? So that's the first thing, and then it goes straight into Break My Body. Which again is another weird thing. There's like two references to bones. Two songs about bones straight after. So the first one was Your Bones Got a Little Machine. And this one is Break My Body, Hold My Bones. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not a big lover of lyrics. Which might sound strange. Lyrics have never really been a major thing that I've thought about quite a lot in music. I know I just mentioned the lyrics in the previous song, but... Lyrics isn't usually a thing that I listen to. I think that might be one of the reasons I've never been a huge fan of rap or hip-hop or anything. It's just because I don't listen to lyrics as much. It doesn't... I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just I've got no fucking attention span or something. But it's just something I just... I really... I just prefer... I just prefer melody and I prefer just good sound and stuff. I don't usually care what a song is necessarily about... Usually, and for the most part, so I've never really thought about the kind of this kind of a consistent kind of thing about bones here. So first one's about a bone machine, and then it's break my body and hold my bones. Again, I just never really thought too much about it. But again, they're a great tune. But then this is what, it, and then this is when the the album for me really starts picking up, picking up a great pace. And this is what makes a a great album. It's this here in particular, right? So it goes from that to Pretty good songs, right? So break, so bone machine. The first one, first track is three minutes. Break my body is two minutes. The next song is something against you. Now, something against you is one of the, is a fucking is one of my favorite songs in the album. Cause something against you starts off with I mentioned about the doing a very heavy surfer rock type thing. So the opening riff to to something against you is this kind of very beachy. It's it's very beachy surfer sounding thing. It sounds almost like fucking something out of SpongeBob. If you listen to the first, if you listen to the start, I mean, I'm showing my age and stuff to show that as well. But it just like when you hear that song, it remind it, it reminds me of like a deranged SpongeBob. It's got this and it sounds slightly out of tune, something slightly not quite right about it. And then the whole band comes in and it's got this fucking heavy horrible sounding riff over it in a good way i've mentioned that before about a song sounding horrible is just fucking great to me i fucking love it and and, and that in particular and that's another great thing about the pixies about especially with the way frank black screams there's a horrible sound to it and it's got that and it's almost in something against you is it out of tune it sounds like it might be out of tune it's got that over it and it's got that big heavy and just sounds fucking loud and then frank black comes in with fucking that loud sort of scream that's kind of it's almost distorted it's not very clear what he's saying it's very distorted and it's all it's almost drowned out and he's just going i got something against you that's the only lyrics of the whole song is him just saying i've got something against you over and over again and i just i just fucking love that song it's just got this loud and a lot of loud, a lot of feedback, a lot of just, and a lot of, uh, it's a very dirty sounding song, it, it's not clean, it's not polished, it's not, it's, 
there's not even a lot of melody going on it's just this pure loud feeling of then it goes from that which is a, a 1 minute 48 to the song Broken Face which is one thirty. now if you notice like I'm saying the songs are getting shorter and shorter as we're, as we're going so now it's down to a minute 30 so there's a song Broken Face Broken Face similar thing very kind of fast kind of a lot more humour to this one as well even the opening I got a broken face <laughs> listen to the song that's how it sounds <laughs> and it's just the way it fucking and every song is is uh is, is is getting shorter and faster so the whole album so far and this is the first side has just been building and building and has gradually been getting faster and just getting more fast paced and fast paced and it feels we're building to something which brings me to Probably my favourite song on the whole album. Straight away afterwards. That's the song Gigantic. No, so like like I said, it's all been building, 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 and next thing you hear and then you just hear you're a kind of expecting because of the momentum of it and the and the how everything's been getting faster and faster and faster and next thing you hear that a little you're expecting something you're expecting something loud the next thing it's just the quietest little bass line of all time and it's one of my favorite bass lines in anything ever i'm always i've got a bass guitar here whenever i just pick it up it's one of the first things i go to play it's the riff from gigantic and it's just this very soft thing and then kim deal starts singing for the first time she's been doing some backing stuff earlier on but it's just her singing now and it just is it breaks the momentum in the best way possible. So like I mentioned about everything's getting faster and faster and faster and now we're just stopping and it's slow because that's another thing about um I mentioned that's another thing about some of the punk al- some of the punk bands and punk albums that you find a lot of the time. Like Mets is a good example. Just it's great for the first few songs, and after a while you need a break. And I find it, it, it can become difficult to listen to the whole album because every song is just louder, louder, and louder. And sometimes you just need a break, and sometimes something just uh, you need a something a bit softer. Idols have a great thing with the idols. Something about the the, the albums of Idol that the band Idols have that just just when you need a softer song they'll throw it in and they only have like one or two in the album but just when you need it just, it it's it comes in the right point and gigantic is one of the best examples of that every song is getting faster and faster it almost feels like because as well this might be blasphemy to some people some people might say where's my mind but i think gigantic is the best song in the whole album it's probably my favorite song of the pixies doll the, of the of the entire and they're one of my favourite bands. Actually, not to, not to brag or nothing, but you know at the end of the year when you get your Spotify wrap-up thing, right? Last year, um, it'll probably go down this year, but um, last year I was in the Pixies' top 0.005% of listeners. Alright, so that'll... T- <laughs> um, like, in the world on Spotify, which is... Uh, pretty fucking nuts so shout out to frank black if you're listening <laughs> um but um and gigantic was my number one song last year I, I don't know how many times i listened to that song i just can't get enough of that song and it's so like i said it's almost as if the whole album up until this point has been building to that song do you know what i mean like every single song has been getting shorter every single song is becoming faster and then this song breaks the momentum in this in in the best way possible it's just, it starts off so so soft and melodic and sweet, and then it kind of breaks down later on and becomes a bit more, not loud or aggressive, but kind of danceable. I think it might be the first song that's danceable on the whole album. Possibly the only one. It's, you could just fucking, you could, you could get up and dance to this song. Do you know what I mean? Uh, there's a great little breakdown moment where the guitar just goes like <laughs> and it's great um yeah and then it's, it's got it's kim deal's moment and it's one of it's yeah it's 
probably it's probably it's it's probably their best song. So um, we love you, Kim Deal. I love you, Kim. <laughs> and then straight after that, you have the song River. I should have Googled how to pronounce this. Euphrates, Euphrates, River Euphrates. I'm not sure. But again, that's an earth song. I mean, and it's the end. This is the last song before we reach the halfway point and before we, um, before the end of the first side of the record set. And that has a much, it's, it's a lot. And again, it's, 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 it's quite a soft song, but it's also quite, I think it's a good end to the first side, I think. I think it's a very good end. It's a good, positive, soft end. And it's kind of almost, I don't know what's the word, sobering after the first side. It's got this kind of nice, it just feels, it doesn't feel at the end of the album, but it has a good feeling of the end of the first side. And it just, like I said, that first side in particular, I think is, is honestly, I think it's just perfect. I could listen to the first side of that on repeat over and over and over and over again. It's just beautiful to listen to. Each song is good. Particularly gigantic. Each song is good. But when you listen to them back to back, it's like one long, just perfect bit of music. And I love it. That's So that's the first side of Surfer Rosa. One of my favourite albums ever. So now we're on to side B of Surfer Rosa. Straight in with Where's My Mind, which is their number one song, their biggest song. You've seen Fight Club. It's at the end of Fight Club. You've probably heard it. It's the fucking... There's a, the, a cover of it is the fucking team song to Brezzy's podcast. If you listen to Brezzy's podcast, go on, Brezzy. <laughs> um, yeah, Where's My Mind. It's just... Uh, again, that's a fucking great song. And it has, again, one of the greatest... One of the greatest riffs of all time. And simplest riff. I could teach, like, it was one of the first things I ever learned playing guitar was the... (laughs) I love that. It's so simple. So... It's just beautiful. It's just lovely. And again, sounds horrible as well. Sounds horrible. Sounds fucking disgusting. But it's just fucking gorgeous. And then you're straight into the next... I mean, I mean that's all I have to say about it. There's not much more I could say about fucking Where's My Mind it hasn't already been said. It's one of the greatest songs ever. And it's their number one song. So I'm going to show love to other Pixies' songs. <laughs> and straight in with Cactus. Cactus is a fucking banger. And I want to talk about this song lyrically as well. It's got... It was covered by Bowie later on. Um, several years later, and it's got a, it's got these very terrifying lyrics, man, it's got like, when you look at the lyrics and the way he's singing them is important as well, I mean, what's it like, I miss your kissing and I miss your head, and this letter in your writing doesn't mean you're not dead, I miss your kissing and I miss your head, that's fucking, <laughs> that's deranged, man, do you know what I mean, it's clearly like a breakup song. And it's the way he's singing it, and I spoke before, but it's the way he sings it. It doesn't sound like this very... Again, like I mentioned before about Nirvana, or it's got this... It's kind of it's it's kind of ironic in a sense. Like, it's like... Yes, it's a breakup song, essentially. Sung by someone who's mentally quite unwell. It's, Go outside in the desert heat. Make your dress all wet and send it to me. Alluding to how he wants this woman to fucking put on a dress. Get all get it all sweaty and then send it to him. As a wipe your hands on a cactus tree. Wipe it on your dress and send it to me. It's just gorgeous. <laughs> and it's the range, it's the way he's singing it as well. It's that kind of It's almost it's again it's not good singing and it's horrible. It sounds like whining. Not quite like he's, it's not quite like he's crying, but it's got this kind of sadness to it, but not in a, not in a, not in a good way, not in a, not in a kind of endearing boy band type way of like fucking, you know, like of a fucking, you know, not in a happy, cheerful way, do you know what I mean, not in a charming way, in a terrifying way, like if someone, like if this was real, (laughs) 
if you were after breaking up with this fella and he sent you this song, you'd be fucking terrified. You wouldn't be able to sleep at night kind of job. Like, it's deranged. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And Nirvana have a lot of songs. I have a few songs that actually I could talk about that later on. But that's for a different podcast. We're not talking about Nirvana for the moment. The next song is Tony's Theme, which is another great song. It's funny. I, I, I can't figure out what the fucking song is about. Again, it's a, again. Kim Deal says that at the start. This is a song about a superhero named Tony. It's called Tony's Theme. And then he and then Frank Black comes in and starts singing it. I call him Frank Black. Uh, am I supposed to call him Charles? Why the fuck? Why did he pick the name Frank Black? I'll never fucking understand. But anyway, um, it's the way he sings that fucking song in Tony's Theme. It's it's like what I always it's it's like it's. The way I interpret it, anyway, and he's probably explained this before. I just don't look into these kind of things. I just kind of take my own, take my own interpretation as as valid as anything else. It's it's it sounds like a child called Tony who thinks he's a superhero and is riding around on his bicycle, and he's probably wearing some sort of cape or something. I imagine him wearing a cape, saying he's a superhero riding around on his bicycle. So it's the way he's singing it. And he's singing out of time and everything. It's out of key. He's just—it's almost like he's whining it. It's just everything about it, and it's—it's just there's something about it. It's a great feeling of um, there's a great sense of humor to everything that the Pixies do. That's another thing I think. Um, in a way that in a way that that um, you could actually say they're nearly better than Nirvana in that sense. Is there's always a feeling of humor. It's always fun. <laughs> You would never take it too seriously. It never gets too dark. And it's always got this sense of humour. There's a great deal of humour to everything. And David Bowie actually said that as well. There's a great sense of humour to everything he does. To everything that uh, the Pixies do. And it's true. And that's another great song. That's just got a great feeling of just humour going on, you know. And then there's the song, Oh My Golly. Which, I don't know what it is about that song. I'm always singing that. And I don't know why, you know. I don't know if anyone's ever, like, brought it up. I don't know if anyone's ever, like, said, like, Rob, Rob, what the fuck you want about? But I'm always just going on, oh, my golly, oh, my golly. <laughs> I'm always just doing that to myself. I don't know if anyone's noticed it. But um, that's another great thing. It's, again, it's about just sticks in your head. And not, again, I don't understand why, because it's not like it's, I suppose it's catchy, but it's not, it's not nice sounding. And again, I mentioned the humour. At the end of this track, this, it's kind of just in between the two songs. And I think he speaks in Spanish in this song, actually. He speaks in Spanish in a few different things. But at the end of this song, there's a whole thing where at the end of the song, it's just Frank Black. He keeps going, you fucking died. I said you fucking died. And then he starts like defending himself. He's like going, no, no, I was just talking to Kim. No, no, I didn't have anything to do with anything. And it's like, what the fuck's going on here? It just, it, it, and it's, and I don't know what, the story behind that is, I don't know what the backstory is, but it, again, it just adds to the feeling of A, humour, because it's funny, and B, the feeling of a lot of people, like I said, in the shade. It, again, it's, it's those little moments of of that of that kind of little, little thing happening. It just sounds like, oh, they, they, they forgot they were, they were recording, which isn't what happened, obviously, but because you can just edit that shit out, you know what I mean? But... It just, it just adds to this feeling of... It just feels like a lot of people in their shed. And then it goes from that straight into Vamos. Which is one of my favourite songs in the whole thing. And I don't know why... I don't know why that's another song. I'm always... I always just get, get it stuck in my head. Um, a lot of it's in Spanish. So I, I, I spend a lot, of, a lot of it pretending I know the words. When I don't... I know the, I know the chorus. Vamos a jugar por la playa. It's the only words I know in Spanish. Any shout out to any, any of my Spanish friends that know what I'm talking about. Vamos a jugar por la playa. You know what I mean there. Uh, the rest of you can all go fuck yourselves. <laughs> but at the start, but I'm always just pretending like I know what he's singing. And I just kind of go, Están pasando, come de ando, come de sitio de Jersey, hecho que es una buena To me, that sounds like exactly what he's saying, but I don't fucking know him. Um, yeah, there's something about that. But then this song, it goes on for like two minutes. It's like a big two-minute breakdown. That almost just sounds like, again, it's not like, it's not a solo. It's a complete another breakdown. When I say breakdown, it's almost like they're having a breakdown. Because there's just, it just sounds like they're, I don't 
don't know if jamming's even the right word. It's like Kim Deal and Dave Lovering are kind of going away. Dave Lovering's playing away the drums, keeping a, keeping a bit of a beat going. Kim Deal's kind of going away. And and Joey Santiago, I believe, is just kind of doing doing a few kind of... And a lot of it's kind of out of key. A lot of it's kind of... And there's a lot of just... Of Frank Black just kind of screaming, just going... And a few things of him just going... You can hear people sipping tea or something in the background. There's a lot of just weird shit. You're like, what the fuck? And there's just this whole breakdown. It's, it's great. And then it just builds, 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 builds. And it comes back and then straight back into the chorus. Um, it's great. It's great. It's great. It's got some great... Uh, one of my favorite lyrics, and I don't know why I like this, is I keep making friends looking like lesbians. If we get bored, we'll move to California. I don't know why I love that so much. And I don't even know what the fuck that means, but I just think it's great. That's one, so that's one of my favourite songs in the whole thing. And the next thing is I Am Amazed, which I talked about the f- previously at the end of Oh My Golly, you hear uh, Frank Black just talking a lot of shite for no reason. At the start of this song, Kim Deal is telling a story completely out of context. We never hear the end of it. We never hear the start of it. We don't know what the fuck's going on. About someone, it starts off with her saying girls and he fucked them in school. And then he's going on, and then she starts saying that there was rumours he was into field hockey players. And that it was really hush-hush. And then she says, and then the next thing you know, and it just stops and then the song starts playing. And it's like, wait, wait is that a true story? How, who's the fella? How old was he? What's happened? It's it's almost concerning to an extent. But it doesn't sound like it's into two, because Frank Black is laughing away. And there's just something about that that's always just intrigued me. I've always been like, what the fuck is Kim Deal talking about there? And again, again, lads, if you're a big fan of the Pixies, you're probably like, um, obviously you're not that big a Pixies fan. Um, if you Google it, you'll know the answer as Kim Deal was talking about. Um, I don't fucking know, right? I'm just, <laughs> right? I don't, I, I, I just listen to the album, I don't look any further than that, to be honest. Maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't go around saying it's my favourite album if I, if I don't know all the backstory. Um, if you don't know all the backstory, I can't actually paint your favourite album if you don't know what the is recording. <laughs> 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 um, and it's got that, and then that, that's the song I'm Amazed. And then the last song is Brick is Red. And like I said before, it's just, it's not, again, it's not, it's not an explosive end, it's not an amazing end. You know, some albums just end on a, ma- on a major high. Sometimes to save them. <laughs> Sometimes an album is like, yeah, this is that's good, happy guy. When the last song is just great and it kind of brings it together a little bit. I'm trying to give an example. Champagne Supernova at the end of What's the Story Morning Glory. I think if that song wasn't at the end of the album, it mightn't even be considered their greatest album. To be honest, it just, there's something about that song that just brings it all together. But Brick is Red, it certainly isn't a big explosive end, and it's certainly not the greatest end to an album ever. But it's this very sobering end. It's sobering, I think is a good word. It just feels like, yeah, that's, that's the end of the album, and you just feel like, this is going to sound stupid now, I'm going to sound like a pretentious twat, but it just feels like it's just dropping you off. It's just like saying, yeah, hope you enjoyed that now, here you go, here's the end, and it just kind of feels, alright. And uh, it's not a bad song, but any stretch, it's a great song. But it's just, it's, it's very kind of soft ending and it just kind of ends nicely. And it just brings it all together. And at the end, every time I just hear it into that song, I go, fuck me, that's a great album. That's just a fucking great album start to finish. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't, the last song, it doesn't uh, outshine any of the, uh, any, 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 any of the other tunes. So that's Surferosa. That's Surferosa by the Pixies. Um, also the cover I'm not sure what the album cover is even about but there's a woman with her, her breast out which is nice there's some sort of god imagery in the background here there's a sign I think it says god is it and there's a little crucifix behind her um, again I don't know much about like album covers and shit like that I'm not really into that kind of I'm not I'm not really into that kind of thing um, I probably should be I probably will be give it a year now as well fuck uh, there's only so far down this artsy twat rabbit hole I can go down before I fucking start to hate myself. <laughs> I'm only joking, I'm loving life, but, uh, but uh, you never know. Come next year, lads, my hair could be a lot longer than it is now. 
I could have a much longer ponytail than I have now. And I'll fucking... I'll be mad into album covers. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, anyway, that's uh, that's Surfer Rosa. Start to finish. That's just me dissecting the album. And again, lads. I'm not giving any major insights other than my own personal opinion on each of the songs. That's all I'm doing. Um, I invite you to please go and listen to the album. It's fucking amazing. I love it. I have it on record. Um... I'd let you borrow it, but uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So I don't have anything else to say this week. Um, have a good week, guys. Hope you enjoy yourselves. And uh, next week, I, I've I'm flat out doing research for the next couple of weeks of podcast lights. So you're gonna have a fairly next week, or maybe the week after. I'm not sure. You're gonna have a fairly dense podcast. One of them in particular is gonna be quite dense because it, it, it's requiring a lot of research i won't say what it is but um it it's it's um there's a lot to gather i'm not sure exactly what it's gonna be but i but i'm, I'm gathering data constantly so it's gonna be quite dense i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna write it vigorously and i'm gonna try and um discuss as much as i can so um until then ladies and gentlemen um ladies gentlemen and otherwise 21st century um I will see you next week. I love you all deeply. As always, if you have a friend who you think might enjoy this, if you have a friend who likes the Pixies, for example, or if you have a friend who would like, who you think might like to hear this kind of shite, just let them know about me. Let them know where I am. And uh, if you don't like this podcast and you don't want to listen, feel free to stop listening. No hard feelings. I love you. See you all next week. Um, or I'll talk to you all next week. I won't see the podcast. So I'll see you all next week. Until then. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm basically shifting the mic at this stage.